Welcome to Network Marketing Success Secrets. I'm your host, Gloria McDonald. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you all of my best tools, tips, ideas, and techniques to help you get more leads, have a steady stream of highly qualified prospects coming in every single day, close more sales, and recruit more team members so that you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things you don't. I'm curious, let me ask you, how much could you really achieve and accomplish if you had a clear, simple, and proven roadmap to success and a mentor who knows how to guide you each step of the way? In this moment, you're standing on the threshold of an amazing life, and it's time for you to walk across that threshold to finally achieve your dreams with clarity and confidence, no matter how big your dreams may be. I know you can achieve these dreams because you are amazing, genius, and divine. Now let's get to the episode. Hello and welcome. Today I'm talking about the seven deadly LinkedIn sins to avoid at all costs. You know, I see people committing these seven deadly sins all the time. And frankly, I think it's a huge part of what's keeping you stuck and not getting the results you really want from LinkedIn. And when you start to understand how not to commit these sins and how to do things differently on LinkedIn, you turn LinkedIn into truly a profit generating machine and you start to get the kind of results you can really get from this crazy, powerful platform. So I want to help you make sure you're not committing any of these deadly seven deadly sins. So let's dig right in and let's start talking about the seven worst mistakes you can possibly make on LinkedIn. Sin number one is what I call the sin of targeted connections. So, you know, so many people think it's all about how many connections I can get, how many connections, and they go after, you know, the biggest number of connections. Well, eh, no. That's really not it. So first of all, the number of connections is not that big a deal. And secondly, what you really, really want are highly targeted connections. And it's so easy to find your ideal prospect and target just your ideal prospect on LinkedIn. So for example, what I do and what I recommend network marketers and affiliate marketers do is only connect with network marketers and affiliate marketers. So I only invite network marketers and affiliate marketers to connect with me. And I only accept invitations from network marketers and affiliate marketers. And I can't recommend strongly enough that if you're in the network marketing or affiliate marketing world, that that's what you do too. Why? Because network marketers and affiliate marketers are opportunity seekers. We're proven opportunity seekers. So you don't have to bang your head against the wall talking somebody into starting a business that they have no interest in. So you want to go after highly targeted connections. And even when you find those highly targeted connections, it's not just get as many connections as you possibly can. Connections are okay. They're good. It's powerful because you can message connections one-on-one. But what happens when you have 10,000 connections or even 5,000 connections or even 2,000 connections and you want to get a message out to them? Well, what are you going to do? Sit there and type one-on-one to 1,000 people? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) So what you really want to do is turn those connections into leads. You want to build your email list. 
so you get your connections on your email list. So now when you've got a message you want to share, you can send out an email and connect one to many, literally in 5, 10, 15 minutes even. So don't commit the LinkedIn sin number one of just going after connections, any and every connections, and as many as possible, as fast as you possibly can. Okay, let's talk about talk about sin number two. And this is the LinkedIn banner sin. You know, I see it all the time. No banner, a beautiful banner of a gorgeous sunset, or a banner that has a picture of you and your name stylized, or maybe some banner with an inspirational quote. Again, eh, your banner is the single most important real estate on LinkedIn. So you want to make absolutely certain that you're making the best possible use of your banner. You don't need a picture of you in your name because you already have your headshot that's there automatically when you upload it and you already have your name right there. So don't duplicate that. We already know who you are and what you look like. So what do you want to do with your banner? Well, you want to take advantage of that prime, prime real estate to tell your prospect what's in it for them. Why do they want to connect with you? What are they going to get out of connecting with you? How are you going to help them? Right up there, front and center in your banner. You want your banner to answer the question, what's the benefit to your prospect of connecting with you? That's what it's all about. Okay, LinkedIn sin number three, the about section of your LinkedIn profile. Now, guys, this might seem a little ridiculous, but even though it's called the about section, it's not about you. Everything that you do on LinkedIn should be about your prospect, not about you. Nothing on there is about you. It's all about your prospect. Well, but wait a second, Gloria. I thought that was supposed to be my bio. I thought that was supposed to be all about me. Well, yes, but here's the sneaky way you do it. So you make it all about your prospect. First of all, you start with an enrolling question. You want to ask a question or two or three that you know your prospects are going to answer yes to. So let me give you some examples of questions you might ask. Are you struggling in your network marketing or home-based business? Now, you only want people who say yes to that because you want to help them. Or maybe you would ask a question like, are you tired of all the no-shows and rejection? How many network marketers are going to say yes to that? Or maybe it's a, uh, a question that moves people towards their dreams. Would you love to finally quit your job and experience real financial freedom and time freedom? Heck yes, right? So those are types of enrolling questions. Or maybe you ask an enrolling question like, would you love to get out from under, under that mountain of debt and have the financial freedom you dream of? Any of those kinds of questions, your prospects will be saying yes to. And then once you've got them in their own heads saying yes, you've gotten them to buy in. And then only after their buy-in, do you want to tell them a story? We love stories. But the story, although it's about you, it's your story, it's all about your prospect. And you use the tried, tested and true, feel, felt, found formula. So let's say your question is, are you sick and tired of all the no-shows and rejection? 
I know how you feel. I felt the same way. For years, I struggled. And then you tell your story about how you struggled until I found. And then you tell them what you found. And then you tell them how you're going to help them find it too. So it is a story about you, but it's all connecting with your prospect's pain points or their pleasure points. Okay? LinkedIn sin number four is the LinkedIn experience section sin. Oh my gosh. I, well, basically everybody does this. So if you thought or if you've been taught that the experience section that LinkedIn is all about creating a powerful resume, eh, don't commit that sin. We're doing something radical here. We're taking LinkedIn and we're turning it on its head. And we're turning LinkedIn into a sales, marketing, and recruiting machine for you. So take everything off your LinkedIn profile that has anything to do with the resume at all, with your job history, the various positions you held, out of there, absolutely out of there, because you're not looking for a job. You're using LinkedIn to build your business. So each experience section you have is going to be something that provides value to your prospect that gives them some information, gives them some tidbits, and then has a call to action. So maybe one experience section is little tips and tidbits, and then copy the link below to get more information, and you're going to give them a link that takes them to a landing page that gives them a free guide, a lead magnet. Or maybe you're going to have one of your LinkedIn experience sections be a blurb about a webinar or an opportunity call, and you tell them what's in it for them, then ideally you're going to give them a link again to a registration page where they enter their name and email address. So we're using LinkedIn all the time. And in fact, in your about section as well, in your about section, you want to give people an opportunity to book a call with you. So you want to link to your online calendar and you're going to collect their name and email address in your online calendar. So everything we're doing on LinkedIn is about helping you build your email list and then build your business. Okay, so we're taking everything off the LinkedIn experience area that has anything to do with the job whatsoever. Let's talk about LinkedIn sin number five. It's the effectiveness of endorsing. And I see so many people committing the sin of not taking the time to endorse your connections. You should endorse every single one of your connections without fail. In fact, you should probably go back and do it two or three months after you did it the first time and another two or three months after that. Now, is endorsing a nuisance? Does it take time? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. But only when you know the little extra added secret. So after you endorse someone, after you endorse one of your connections, you want to send them a message saying, hey, I just endorsed you for some skills because I know LinkedIn serves your profile and your post to more people, the more endorsements you have. So I hope this helps. Would you mind doing me a huge favor? Would you mind completing the survey? Or I've got a quiz I'd love you to take. So you invite them after you have basically said, hey, I just did something for you. I hope it helped you. It's kind of like I scratched your back. Now, would you mind scratching mine? Would you mind completing this survey? Or would you mind completing this this, uh, quiz? People love to take surveys. They love to do quizzes. Now, here's the thing. Again, you want a landing page. Surveys are super simple to create. 
you can create a really simple survey in a tool called Servio.com. So S-U-R-V-I-O, Servio.com. Super simple tool to use. And you want to create a landing page, an opt-in page before the survey so that people enter their name and email address. So you're building your email list again, and then you take people to the survey or quiz. Okay, so endorsing is crazy powerful when you follow it up with this special strategy. LinkedIn sin number six, the engagement sin. And this, frankly, in my opinion, applies to all platforms. And I see so many people saying, oh, I got 79 likes and, you know, 102 comments. Well, big whoop-de-doo. Honestly, those are vanity metrics. They make you feel good. They're an ego trip. But frankly, those are not the most important important metric, metrics to LinkedIn, and they shouldn't be the most important important metrics to you. So here's what LinkedIn is really looking for. Yeah, okay, likes, thumbs up, whatever. But really, the engagement starts the minute someone is scrolling through their newsfeed and your post makes them stop. That's the thing. You want your headline on your post and your image or the the video that you've got, you want it to stop your prospect in their tracks. That's engagement step number one. Engagement step number two for LinkedIn is that, so you've got to have a powerful headline and a powerful image. And right after that headline, there's a little text that says, read more. LinkedIn wants your people to click on that, read more. So you want to make sure you always have a post on LinkedIn that is more than what shows up at the very top if you don't click on that read more. So you're going to need at least maybe three, four lines. And long posts are great. In fact, LinkedIn just recently lengthened or uh, increased the length of a post. So you've got tons of room to do long form posts now on LinkedIn. So who cares about the likes and the comments? What you really want is to stop people in their tracks, to get them to click read more, and then... You want them to click on the link in your post. You always want a call to action in your post and you want to take them somewhere else. So what do you want? Do you want hearts and, you know, thumbs up and emojis? Or do you want people clicking on your landing pages, opting into your free guides, signing up for your list, buying from you and joining you? I'll take the opting into my list, buying from me and joining me any day over a thumbs up or a heart or smiley face. And I hope you think that's way more important too. So people are way off track on their engagement metrics. Okay. Sin number seven. And this is the power of LinkedIn groups. And this is a truly deadly sin. If you're not taking advantage of the power of LinkedIn groups, You are crushing and killing your business. LinkedIn groups are insanely powerful. And so you want to join highly targeted groups. It's so easy. There are so many groups on LinkedIn. And I guarantee you, you can find a group. I mean, I've looked for all kinds of groups. And there are plenty of times where I thought, nah, there's not going to be a LinkedIn group about this. And I have never not been able to find a group about whatever topic I was searching on. It's blown me away. 
So there are LinkedIn groups for whatever your target audience is interested in. Join those groups, post in those groups, comment in those groups, and most importantly, start to build relationships with the members of those groups by messaging them. And again, when you're messaging them, you want to get to the point where you're giving them something of value, a lead magnet, an invitation to a webinar, an opportunity to call something so that you're building your email list. Because at the end of the day, none of us have any control over LinkedIn. We don't have any control over any social media platform, but you do have control over your email list. So you want to be able to build that email list so you can communicate one-to-many versus one-to-one or create a post where you have to keep your fingers crossed and hope that the platform that LinkedIn is going to serve it to a significant number of people. But you're, you're going to miss the vast, vast, vast majority of your connections and your ideal target audience by just posting on any social media platform. So if you'd like some more tips to very specifically help you learn how to build your business using LinkedIn, check out my 60 minute power recruiting program for LinkedIn. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. It's an all new revolutionary way to use LinkedIn to build your business and grow your team. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you again soon.